Welcome to People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Today, I visit with Gil Berthaud, the CEO of Livestorm. It's a browser-based video tool that helps manage, among other things, meetings, webinars, and virtual events. We're going to talk about video technology and where it's going, redefining use cases to strengthen what users can get done, and more on this edition of PeopleTech. Hi, Gil. Welcome to PeopleTech. Well, let's start with the obvious question, which is, could you tell me about what LifeStorm does? Yeah, absolutely. So LifeStorm is what we call actually a video engagement platform. So it is a workspace on which um, different teams and actually sales, marketing, HR will basically collaborate in order to create either webinars or meetings for their own purposes. And, and that's about it. That's pretty much what LifeStorm does today. It works inside a browser and the value proposition is about basically having a maximum engagement and maximum results on those webinars and business meetings without having to put a lot of input. So with minimum effort, hence why we take care of all the rest around video, the whole, you know, all-in-one features to help the organizer out. I mean, it's got to be a tough place, tough market to compete in. I mean, aren't you going up against, aren't you going up against folks like Zoom and um, Teams and Slack? Yeah, absolutely. And you're 100% right. We are the typical red ocean market, right? And um, and But the funny thing, actually, if you start, you know, looking into it a bit more, you see that um, it's a market that has been around for, you know, actually a pretty long time. We've been doing video on the internet over internet for like 30 years or something. And um, only until recently, and especially after COVID, we had a surge of a equipment and to a surge of new technologies. And with that came a lot of difference of uh, a lot of diversity in the use cases around video. It used to be just like calls and perhaps some business calls and that sort of thing. But with COVID, especially with this acceleration, we've seen a lot of diversity of use cases. We've seen obviously the, the traditional yoga session, whatever, but also on the business case, you'll see um, live workshops, trainings, internal tone hall with a lot of engagement and all sort of features that even like podcasts, video podcasts and so on and so forth. And with that emerged a lot of tools that were very specialized in those use cases. So what it means is for each use case, you almost had one specific tool. So you had one for demos, you had one for um, workshops, one for education and so on and so forth. And the thing is, you end up with a video stack that gets very, very crowded because either you have Zoom on the side, you have all those tools around, and then perhaps you have even something else for, I don't know, big virtual events somehow. And the goal of Lifestorm is to say there is this big space between what is a simple call and what is a very complex virtual event that you're going to host once you know, every year or every twice every year. And there's a big space with all those... Um, 
meetings and webinars that actually requires a lot of ROI because you put a lot of efforts in it and you need to have some business results. So the marketing webinars, the demos, the workshops, the trainings with partners, that sort of thing that requires preparation, that requires ROI and analytics and not just video. And that's the space, that's the middle layer between calls and virtual events that we want to address. So it is a very um, new and rather identified and scoped market that uh, that we have and we call actually the space video engagement space because at the end of the day what matters the most in that space is the engagement and the results and not the video itself which is a bit counterintuitive in uh, in the video conferencing space but i think that's the future you know it, it occurs to me that your your market must have really been impacted by um by covid19 yeah and I, I, I'm thinking that must have presented essentially an opportunity for you because all of a sudden platforms like this were okay, um, where there'd been a lot of resistance. Can you talk about that? How you navigated COVID and adapted to it? So I guess, you know, we were on the good side of the fence on that one, definitely. You know, um, we, maybe I can tell you the story, you know, uh, when we enter, you know, COVID in 2020, so that's about March for the first lockdown in France, was not pretty much the same thing you know, all around the world, but, and March is always a good month. But in this case, uh, starting mid-March, we've seen a lot of new subscriptions, you know, doing, going through the pipeline of um, not just sales, but also serve service, people just paying by credit card. And every time I was refreshing the dashboard with the metrics, numbers would go up. So clients, clients, clients. And I was like, what's, what's happening? And between mid-March and end of May, we went from 1,000 to 3,000 customers almost. So it was like a huge surge of growth in that specific moment um, that continued also a bit uh, along 20, the year of 2020 and in a more liner way also in 2021 with a queue of equipment, long tail need of equipment started also to, to you know, get some tools. So essentially, in terms of pure revenue, uh, we did a 10x between January 1st of 2020 and January 1st of 2022, essentially. So it was insane. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. I mean, that, that's a, a big growth in a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. Is, um, you know, what, what do you attribute that to? I mean, was that only the dynamics of the pandemic or, or was there other My, Well, you know, the pandemic is, it doesn't create demand. I think it uh, has this... Um, function of catalyst, perhaps, and then maybe accelerating things. So I think what was there 
is that there was a technological change. There was of, you know, actually being able to use more and more video inside a browser and it was getting easier and easier to produce video inside a web technology. So that was the first parameters. The second thing is we've seen a lot of remote and nomadism, digital nomadism kind of trending. It was not that it was not very democratized before COVID, but it was trending up. And the last bit is remote selling and remote training was definitely something that was ongoing, you know, because even Gartner actually had a story back then of, you know, 80% of, you know, sales leaders were actually, you know, thinking about implementing remote sales because, you know, it has so much ROI and it's actually much more efficient from a just cost perspective. So all those parameters combined, we've seen this acceleration of a need because you didn't have any choice. And out of a sudden, people got equipped. So I guess, in a way, you could say that we gained perhaps four or five years of market evolution in just one or one and a half. Yeah, um, one of the things I, I wonder is, I guess, sort of the category that um, your platform is in. Do you consider it an HR solution or a workforce or office solution that happens to touch HR? No, we we definitely are more on the business side of things. So typically sales and marketing and the HR internal use cases are more of a secondary use case, more of a uh, collateral that happens when people start, you know, using the product for secondary use cases, such as internal webinars, internal training, town halls, and so on and so forth, because they want to have everything. They want to centralize all those type of use cases into one platform. Um, they don't necessarily remove Zoom in terms of this word and just keep it on the side for those everyday calls that they have. But when it comes to having something a bit more structured with analytics, with integrations, with engagement at the core, then usually they move on to Livestorm and um, and that's it. So I would say it's more business first and then HR second. Um, you know, the, the big or one of the big debates or discussions in HR tech right now is about the whole notion of delivering services um, in the flow of work. Mm -hmm. Um, Where do you folks stand on that? I mean, it seems like you're unnatural to deliver HR services, you know, in the flow of, of a number of different tasks. How do you approach that? You mean from a company perspective or as a product? Both. Okay. Um, from a product, I think it's, if you think about, you know, how people work these days, it's, uh, I mean, not going to make a generality of that, but, you know, people tend to embrace collaboration and actually tend to use collaboration tool even when they're on a physical office. So typically when you're on a meeting uh, meeting table, sitting around physically, you usually have, I don't know, maybe an online tool like a whiteboard or maybe a documentation or something you can, you know, work on together. And I think as a product, this is definitely a trend that we want to have in Livestorm and say that um, first we need to build something that is collaborative by design, something that embraces that so that actually HR can work with marketing because sometimes you want to have something that embraces both, both team for, you know, brand employer, whatever that you're going to have. So that's one piece. And secondly, on the, on the product, you need to, uh, I guess in HR, one of the golden rules is to have something that works both ways, right? You have it's just not a top-down kind of relationship. It's also like a bottom-up relationship. And I think the product should also represent that. So that means that the the value that people are getting from 
whatever training session, webinar, down or whatever. It's just not the quality of the message as a video or chat, whatever, that goes from the presenter to the presentee or the attendee, but also from the value that the attendee provides to the organizers, like AKA the engagement, right? So the chat messages, the questions, the emojis, the whatever, how they can interact with the presenter to give some kind of reward on saying, oh, this is interesting, all this is not interesting, all this is actually super valuable or not. All that kind of feedback loop that you need to have in a product is that representation of a relationship that works both ways. Um, and actually, I think that's super relevant, especially in HR when you have you know internal uh, video conferencing sessions. Anyway, so that's for I think for the product side of thing. And as a company, uh, I think we well we use a lot of collaboration. We need to well well there's like two sides of the answer actually. So the first piece is we make sure that people have access to knowledge. So that's the first break. That's actually the core, one of the core values of Lifestone. That's basically documentation and search first. So everything should be documented. So I think, and by default, since it's documented, it's usually transparent and people can actually comment and actually leave feedback on whatever. And what documentation means could be either how to buy a train ticket or it can be how to actually access the Lifestone vision of the product as it's going to be in five to 10 years. And you should be actually able to be a feedback on both items. So that's the first way of thinking about it. And the second thing is, is um, I feel that um, from a, a pure HR um, relationship, we we love OKRs. Uh, we try not to input too much in, um, in management. So what it means is OKRs is really good design for remote companies like us because by default, we're not behind someone's back every time. We're not here to tap on their shoulder. So we give OKRs because it is very clear. It sets clear expectations. You have objectives and key results at the end of the quarter. And then whatever input you put in, we don't care. All we care about is the outcome. And we just see that every single quarter. And once you have that, then at the end of each quarter, we do what we call also a loop review. Actually, no, at the end of each semester, is what we call a loop review, which is kind of a 360 feedback. So it's just not feedback on the quarter, on the semester, about your objective, but also on the other people's objective. So I think it's a many-to-many -many relationship that we also try to implement on the HR level, strictly in management level as well. Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. Sorry, that was a bit dense, actually. No, I think, I think it does. And um, well, listen, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time today. Okay, amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And um, yeah, looking forward to, to hearing from you then. My guest today has been Gilberto the CEO of video communications company Livestorm. And this has been People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcasts.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer.
The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.